The second law is the law of adultery. Adultery is normally defined as illicit sex with a married individual or by a married person with another person, single or married. So, if you do sexual intercourse with somebody who is not your wife, but the person is married, the thing is regarded as adultery. But when I look at the text that Jesus gave, and let's read the thing Jesus said about adultery. Matthew chapter 5 and the verse number 27. You have heard that it was said by them of old time, thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you, that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her, has committed adultery with her already in his heart. And if thy right eye offend thee, pluck it out and cast it from thee, for it is more profitable for you to, for that one of your members should perish and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. Now, you stop this one and go back to the verse 27. Just go back to verse 27. Because I will come back to this right eye and um, right hand thing. You have heard that the people of old time said, thou shalt not commit adultery. And Jesus is talking about the fact that the people of old time, they told you don't commit adultery. And what they meant is that a married person should not sleep with another person. But I'm telling you that the moral standard is higher than that. Just as murder it's not physical killing, but you can kill in your heart when you have not killed with your hands. In the same way, you can commit adultery with your heart when your body has not committed the adultery. Because whosoever looks at a woman, verse 38, to last after her, has committed adultery with her already in his heart. So if you are here and you've ever looked at a woman and some hormones or something passed through your brain you have committed adultery how many adulteresses are here Boku. those who are clapping may God save you from adultery so what Jesus is saying is that the culprit of adultery is not the traditional sexual organs, but the culprit of adultery is the heart. Because the eyes lead to the heart. And by implication, the ears lead to the eyes. And the nose leads to the eyes. Yesterday I was discussing this thing with mommy. And mommy said, so the eye can commit adultery. I said, yes, because... The ear. Mommy says, so the ear can also commit adultery apart from the eye. I say, yes, because the ear, when it is very adulterous and immoral, it likes to listen to profane music. And while they listen to the profane music, their sexual senses are aroused and it's the same hormones that are released in them. And then the nose, there are people that are so sexually perverse that they smell sexual things and they are happy. When you know what people who are sexually perverse can do. One day a certain man told me, he said, um, Reverend, one of my biggest weaknesses 
is the fingers of women. Women's fingers can tempt you. When we in tech, we had this boy, this young man who had an abnormal condition. When we are going for lectures, he himself confessed it to us and we had to pray for him. When we are going for lectures, he walks behind women, he looks at them until he masturbates. So give me say he's never committed adultery, but he can look at women and get to the climax where a man gets to. He ejaculates while he's watching the women. So the nose, the ears, the eyes, all of them can commit adultery. Look at the way Peter put it in Second Peter chapter 2 and the verse number 14. Second Peter chapter 2 verse 14. Having eyes full of adultery and that cannot cease from sin. Beguiling unstable souls and heart they have exercised with covetous practices. And he said, cursed children. Cursed children. Because their eyes are full of adultery. How can eyes be full of adultery? It means the eyes are always looking for something to fornicate with. One day a gentleman told me something. He said, because they are in other words, he can look at women in the church and get confused. What kind of church are you in? The truth about it is that you should be so spiritual that no matter how a woman is dressed, you can look at them and take your eyes off and go on with your life. And your eyes should not be that vulnerable. Listen, may God insulate your eyes. And that's because you know the truth, young men, our women are getting more naked and more naked and more naked daily. Their seamstresses are forgetting to cover their chest. And their seamstresses are remembering to expose their legs and thighs and sometimes even deeper areas. So if you want to base your strength on women dressing well, then you will fall every day because I can promise you they are bound to become more naked and more naked and more naked and more naked. And the men too are bound to become more naked and more naked and more naked. So you want to make sure that instead of depending on it external mercy from women not to sin, may you have internal regulation not to sin. Because by internal regulation you are like a thermostat. You determine the temperature but you are not like a thermometer waiting for external, tem external temperature to determine how you react. Lift up your hand and say I'm a thermostat. I am not a thermometer. And give a big clap offering to Jesus. So Jesus is saying, if you look at a woman to last after her, you've committed adultery. He's raising the standard of adultery. I want to spend a little time to tell you why 
Jesus thinks adultery is a very serious thing. And uh, the impact of adultery. The impact of adultery. The impact of adultery including I adultery is deception. Everybody say deception. Deception in the sense that what you think you are having, you are actually not having it. So your eyes are lasting after a woman. You are imagining, you are fantasizing, but you are really not having the woman. So, so you are living in a world of deception. And let me tell you, even when it's physical fornication or adultery, and you physically sleep with your wife, you, are, you still physically sleep with a woman who is not your wife, you are in deception because the woman you are sleeping with is not yours. And the stupid thing about it is that by tomorrow, another man will be sleeping with her and another woman will be sleeping with him. So you are immersed in an abyss, a sea, an ocean of deception. You are sleeping with something that is not yours. That person may deceive you. You are the only mosquito in my mosquito net. But don't believe it. Anything or anybody that can commit adultery with you can do it with another person. Because if they didn't fear God and they can do it with you, it is not you they will fear and not do it for you, with you. And, and let me tell you this, let me tell you this. If a man or a woman sleeps with you before your wedding, you should get very worried. Because the same God they didn't fear and they slept with you. They will not fear that same God. They will sleep with another woman after they are married to you. So you know what? The day to determine whether a man or a woman can commit adultery or not is to find out whether they can commit fornication or not. If they can commit fornication, even if it is with you, your future does not need a prophecy. All it needs is a prediction. Prediction in the sense that That is why the best thing is to take a posture and say, you know what? Until we are married, no sex. And I pray that every one of you young people under the sound of my voice today would tell any man or any woman until we are married, no sex. And tell the person, you know what? That is the price you must pay for me to trust you in future. And listen, for the ladies, for the ladies, if you allow him whilst you are not married, when you marry, he will not trust you. He will be watching everywhere you go, every phone call you make, because he's aware that since you did it with him, you can do it again. But if the man walked with you for five years, three years, two years, one year, and you said, no, I'm not into things like this. When he marries you, he will respect you. Young women, may a man respect you in future. May you put a price on yourself and put dignity on yourself so that one day your wife can say, your husband can say, I know her, she can never do this. And your, your wife one day can tell people that bring a, a rumor that you are committing adultery. They can tell whoever that 
I know my husband, he can never do this. Because even me, that he's married to, he never did it. Every single person, clap your hands. So, the first thing is the deception. The second thing, second thing, why Jesus took adultery serious is that you are stealing someone's sexuality without his or her notice. So, for example, if a man is standing somewhere or a woman is standing somewhere and you are lusting after the person, committing adultery with your eyes or with your heart, now this person doesn't know that you are doing this thing in your heart and in your mind and with your eyes and with your ears. You are fornicating with the person with your heart. But the person doesn't know it. So what are you doing? You are stealing the person's body without the person's notice. You are violating the person without the person being aware. So this lady is just standing somewhere. Minding her own business. Maybe she's standing there selling her oranges or her peanut. Or she's just doing her work. Or she's bending down to sweep. And you are also standing at the back and you are looking at the woman in a lustful way. You are stealing the person's body without the person's permission. So you are a thief. Give me number three. Because somebody was troubled about number two. So let me go to number three. Jesus is saying the eyes, the adultery of the eyes is as dangerous as the one in the body because of the sinful effect of adultery. You see, now watch this. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. In football, eh, you can score a goal with your leg. You can score a goal with your head. Yesterday, Lukaku scored a goal with his stomach. All of them are a goal. When it enters the net, it's a goal. No matter which part of the body you score with, Apart from your hands. Apart from your hands, any other part of your body can score a goal. So Jesus is saying that adultery, any part of the body can commit adultery. Eyes can commit it. Nose can commit it. Mouth can commit it. Ears can commit it. The traditional sexual organs can commit it. A goal is a goal. Adultery is adultery. Whether you did it with the eye, you did it with the ear, you did it with the whatever. Adultery is adultery. Can you imagine you are a thief? You went and stole something. And when they ask you, say, no, it's not my right hand that stole it. It was my left hand that took it. Or I didn't take it with my hands. I took it with my legs. That is why when it comes to stealing, it said, thou shall not steal. And it added, thou shall not covet thy neighbor's goods. Coveting, eh? You can covet with your heart and you didn't even take it. But the fact that you are standing there and wishing that shoe was yours means that you have stolen it already. Wow. Today's church is very interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting. Interesting service. So the effect of adultery is the same as bodily adultery. They defile the human soul. So all of them, you do them, you are not feeling correct. You are not feeling fine. Whether it is eye adultery, 
ear adultery, mouth adultery. Yeah, because kissing is mouth adultery. Or oh, those of you who are married, it is my prayer that after your marriage, or even before your marriage, the only person who will kiss your mouth is your wife or your husband. The only other Dutch thing that can kiss your mouth is Pona or Tobani or Kinky or Yogurt. But no human lips should touch your lips. Whether man or woman, except your wife or your husband for as long as you live. Because you see, Sometimes you meet some people and they're like, oh, we didn't have sex. We were only kissing. Or we're just fondling with each other. They are the same. That is it. There is a part of your body as a woman or man no other person should ever touch. Hmm? The ladies. He only held them. He didn't, he didn't sleep with you. The effect is the same. And when I talk about the effect, they defile the soul because all of them, when you finish, you have to go and confess. All of them, when you finish, you can't pray. All of them, when you finish, you are not clean. And sometimes, for some people, they can even get to that point and even wet themselves. Women or men. See all kinds of... Um, yeah, let me not go too deep. So it's the same. You have defiled your soul. May the Lord keep you clean. Let me go to number four. I, adultery moves you into other forms of adultery and fornication. So, if you keep committing fornication or adultery with your eyes, other forms of adultery or fornication will start coming in. Pornography will come in. You start watching pictures you don't have to watch. Then, before long, you are masturbating. You are doing all kinds of things to yourself to get sexual arousement. Then, the physical external engagement will come in. Because if you keep looking at women or men lastly, before you realize you will execute execute the physical action of sleeping with somebody. The other thing is that rape can come in. And then the final thing is verbal profanity. When you keep sinning, committing adultery with your eyes, before you realize verbal profanity, you are saying things you shouldn't say. I adultery can now lead you to rape somebody. And these days the rape is increasing because of the I adultery. Number six. Adultery and fornication are sinful engagements that affect the entire body with disgrace. So when you keep sinning with your eyes, with your body, with your ears and everything, finally it affects the whole body. No sin affects the body like adultery and fornication. No sin. No sin affects the body like adultery and fornication. Listen, every sin is a sin, but adultery and fornication are in their own league. They
No, listen. It is at its own level. Adultery. And I'll show you why. But the thing is, and, and the reason why adultery is so dangerous is that it affects the entire body with disgrace, sickness. For example, if you went and committed adultery and you got AIDS, the AIDS will not be limited to only the sexual organs. Even Gono. Gono does not affect only the sexual organ. It, it moves in the, into the rest of your body. Syphilis will go to the rest of your body. When I said gono, I mean gonorrhea. Sickness. Guilt. When you commit fornication or adultery, it's not only your external sexual organs that will feel the guilt. The whole of your body, beginning from your mind, will feel the guilt. Confusion will hit your whole body. And even murder, murder. When you commit fornication or adultery, you are likely to become a murderer. David went and slept with somebody's wife. The woman became pregnant. David found a way of trying to let the man become responsible for the pregnancy. So he brought the man out of war and said, go home. He knew that if the man went home, he would sleep with his wife. But this man too was a very dedicated servant of David. He said, the, the people of God are in battle. I cannot go home and sleep with my wife. The man slept at the gate. So David's plan was defeated. And David said, if my plan is defeated, then let me send this man into the battle. Let me put him at the part of the battle that is very hot so that he will die. Finally, they sent Uriah to the very dangerous part of the battle and Uriah died. So the man committed adultery first with his eyes because he was on the rooftop and saw a naked woman. The next thing, he called this woman, I don't think it was consensual, consensual sex. He virtually raped her. She became pregnant. The next stage was to kill the man. The thing about adultery and fornication is that when you do them, there, there is a likelihood you want to do some things to cover up. And those things you do to cover up makes your case worse. It's like Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. Theirs were not fornication or adultery. But they ate the fruit. After that, they made fig leaves and tried to cover themselves. So when you commit adultery and fornication and finish, before you realize you are doing all kinds of things to cover up. Including blackmailing other people. Destroying people. Trying to find out who to blame. I have seen cases of adultery and fornication in this church. As soon as you catch them, the next thing they are talking about is that who told senior pastor? Who told Pastor Mike? That is not the important thing. The important thing is, have you done it or not? Shut up with all that who told them. The question should be, who did it and not who told them? Repent. Change. Organize your life. Put yourself together. Stop getting angry and destroy yourself. The reason why we are there as church leaders is not just to preach to you and make you happy. Our greatest assignment is to present you as a holy vessel to God on the last day to make sure that on the day of judgment, I can take you and take myself and present you to God and say, God, you gave me a soul. Here is your soul. And the soul is holy and the soul is righteous. I dare not, I dare not go 
go there one day and say, Lord, I was teaching them and they refused to listen. I cautioned them. They refused to listen to me too. I left them. Paul said, I'm so angry with your messing that I have delivered the person to Satan for the destruction of the body so that on the last day, the person will be saved. 